Hey, 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 welcome back. My name is Ian. And I'm Nicholas. And this is our third episode of Lent with Movies. Thank you once again for tuning in. Nicholas, how has your week been? Dude, my week, very normal lah, like every Malaysian out there. And a lot of people in the world as well. So just yeah, stay at home lah, dude. What's going staying on, at home and um, just practicing social distancing and um, nothing much lah. Nothing really. much lah. Just coronavirus. stay at home, work at home. This coronavirus has gotten extroverts on a panic and introverts on a paradise. Amazing lah. I, I, like, I like how, um, actually I don't like anything about it. I myself can't stay at home too long without talking to people. Hey, same, same. True, true. Yeah, but I do like the fact that I can get up, shower and then go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I really love it. But yeah. dude, like I actually, you know, I'm, I'm quite privileged in the fact that uh, my housing, not my housing area, my house has this sort of like a porch where I could actually play basketball. So I actually right, play basketball right, right. almost every day. So, so I, you have an opportunity to exercise. Correct, correct. But are you exercising, Nikki? Huh? Are you exercising? A bit, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I play basketball almost every day. I try to do it at night. I try to do it in the morning or so. <laughs> That's good. So, good. Yeah, um, so, so hopefully by the time this coronavirus is over, we're going to see a six-pack on Nikki. <laughs> we hope, <laughs> la, dude, but no, la, but I don't think so. Because, Yo, I've been eating like every day. <laughs> <laughs> like m- morning eat, lunch also eat. Have you have you done that uh, coffee, the coffee challenge yet? I don't know what they call it. It's this coffee foam <laughs> on the milk. I don't know. Everyone is talking about it. Yeah, it's sort of a coffee challenge. Uh, Well, I didn't do it. My sister actually do it. Oh, she did. Did it turn out okay? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was pretty Hi, good. Rachel. I heard your, your coffee was good. Yeah, the, the coffee is pretty great. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, everyone's doing it on Twitter. You know, like everyone's yeah. putting out videos. Like, hey, I've done it and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And but everyone's coming out with chef at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this coronavirus at the same time is not good, lah. It's it's getting people. Pe- uh, the worst thing that's happening besides the death rates, the death tolls, panicking that's still going on. And but the good thing is that the memes are hilarious, lah. Yeah, uh, especially the, memes. the one about how America they realized they couldn't win number one in the Olympics. So they decided to go number one for the uh, most infected, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most cases in the coronavirus. Uh. If, if, that was, if that's what you're going for, congrats, la, America. <laughs> okay, la, so today we have, a, we have a different movie. We had, before this, what were the movies? There was the Imitation Game. Uh, we have 1917 as well. 1917. And this time it's called The Help. I got a job today. The checks in journal. I'm gonna be a serious writer. Oh Christ! I guess you'll do. Great! You can write my obituary. Charlotte feeling dead. Her daughter still single. Abilene, girls are pulling up, and the table isn't set. Abilene, you spilled something. Give me, Lord, but I'm gonna have to kill that woman, Abilene. You know as well as I do, every white house should have a separate bathroom for the colored help. Maybe we should just build you a bathroom outside, Haley. <gasps> so Nicholas. Uh, this movie, The Help, what is it about? So, The Help is about an author who, in the 1960s, wrote a book detailing the African-American maid's point of view on the white families for which they work and the hardships they go through on a daily basis. Well, unfortunately, as much as this sounds actually very real, I think it is a bit real. Uh, this film is actually based on a novel uh, written by Catherine Stockett. So it's actually fictional. Catherine Stockett. Yeah, oh, right. it's actually fictional. Was, was not the really book, a non-fiction. Was the book based off of true events? I think so it is. Right. I think so it should mm-hmm. be in a way. La. So it's actually like a, a novel about a novel. So it's like an inception of... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like, you know what I mean? So you're watching a right, movie right. about a book. About real life events. 
about real life events, something right. like this. Yeah, so it's actually, although it is uh, fictional, I think it is very relatable. La. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, the release date of this film is actually back in 2011. Uh, the director is Tate Taylor. Who's Tate Taylor? I don't know. I think it's a dude. La. It's a <laughs> white dude. La, anyway. <laughs> Tate Taylor. It sounds like a girl's name. La. Like Taylor <laughs> Swift. La. But it's Taylor a dude. La. It's a white but dude. A dude yeah. uh, the screenplay is also by Tate Taylor. The mm-hmm. novel, yeah, it's by Katrin Stockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinematography is Stephen Goldblatt. Um, the score of music is actually by Thomas Newman. Thomas so Newman, I Thomas know. Newman is a cool guy. La. So Thomas Newman, if you do not know, actually, we also said his name last <laughs> yeah. episode, which is for 1917. Yeah. And also, um, he also made movies for Wally and the Green Mile as well. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see from the lineup, la, the crew is actually not so star-studded la, in a sense. Yeah. You know, it's not Christopher Nolan. It's yeah. not uh, Sam Mendes. Yeah. It's not, uh, Steven Spielberg. And, and you know what? Even the starring actors, when the movie came out, they weren't that famous yet. Uh, we have the whole list here. We have Emma Stone. Yeah, with- but I think the whole budget of the film went to the actresses. I, I have a very strong feeling because right. it, it's quite a strong ensemble in a sense. Very strong. Yeah, it has, you know, Emma Stone. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Octavia the, Spencer. Octavia Spencer. The twins, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, they're not really twins. They're not really twins. Huh? <laughs> but they look alike. La. They look alike. And it look like sisters. Who's Alison Jenny? Alison Jenny is the mother. The mother. Abilene's mother. Is yeah, she she's quite, another famous uh, yeah, actress famous. as well. So I think the whole budget went into uh, getting an, an ensemble of actresses. Yep. Amazing actresses. Mm-hmm. Or actors, if you want to say that. And uh, yeah, the budget is about 25 million. Mm-hmm. And the box office was 216 million. They did it. Lah. They That's did it. Pretty good. Huh? It's like times by what? Times by almost 10. Lah, almost 10 times, you know? They just missed out the 35 million mark. Right. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they just missed out 35 million to reach. That's crazy. I guess, I guess as compared to 1917, it was what? 100 million? <laughs> yeah, ni- 1917 <laughs> was, was more of a double. La. So this film actually did it la, in a sense. Yeah, they made it. They made it. And not only that the film did very well in the box office, the film actually did quite well in the Oscars. In the Oscars. And man. the Golden Globes TV and the BAFTA as well. I think mainly, yeah, Octavia Spencer, what she did was she won most of the best performances by actress in a supporting role. And yes, sir. Yeah, a lot, all of it. In fact, for Oscar, she won. For Golden Globe, she right, won. Right, right, right. For BAFTA, also she won. This is when she became royalty. La. In the sense, yeah, yeah correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. So Octavia Spencer really gained her reputation through this film. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, I think she did quite well. I think uh, she did. She did, game. she did. Yeah. So I, for... Yeah. I think she did really well in this and until like if I watch other movies now with her in it, I still see her as uh Minnie from The Help la. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you character. know she actually acted as like the she, there's this other Christian film. Hmm. She was actually God in the sense. She was God. Yeah. So God is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very very controversial. <laughs> But no, but, uh, no just I think she just played a character. Like, but it's quite cool, actually. Uh, um, for those who haven't watched the film, uh, like all other episodes, please do watch the film before watching Because without episode. saying, uh, watch the movie. Like, watch the movie first about. before you listen to us. Um, dude, what's your favorite part of the film that you really like? Your favorite part of the film? I think they did the food scenes really, really well. Like. I yes, don't know. yes, I do maybe, agree as well. Maybe I watched it when I was hungry or something. Dude, I, th- I think even though you're not hungry, you watch that film. Yeah. You become hungry. The specific food scenes, there was one, the one which made me really uh, hungry was when Minnie, Minnie, Octavia Spencer, she was teaching, uh, what's her name, Jessica Chastain, how to cook Jessica Chastain in the movie. She's a, she's a kind person, but she's sort of a 
Can I use the word bimbo? Bimbo? <laughs> she's bimbo. She's quite dumb lah. <laughs> that's her. That's the character she's portraying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind, but she's not the brightest bulb in the cupboard lah. Yeah, no. yeah, in a sense. So yeah. um, she's trying to learn how to cook for her husband. So Octavia Spencer is teaching her how to make fried chicken. Yo, with this thing called what Crisco. Is what is Crisco? Yeah, we oh. actually Malaysians we don't even know what Crisco is. Mm-hmm. But it looks like lard lah. But I actually I searched online. It's actually some sort of palm oil kind of thing. Right. I, I don't know if it's natural or not. But then, so it's sort of like a mayonnaise, butter sort of thing lah. Yeah. So it's sort of like lard lah in a sense. But um, right. yeah, actually I'm, after watching that part of the film, I'm like, dude, I really, really have to find this. got to make that fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Something you can do during this uh, lockdown lah. Yeah, with their cooking challenges and correct, all that. Correct, correct. <laughs> I, I have one more favorite scene, and it's actually quite funny. Can I share this? Yeah, hey, do, do, please do, please do. Yeah, spoiler alert or not spoiler alert, go watch the movie first. There's a scene where um Minnie has left and she's fired. I think she's fired or she just leaves, lah. Right? She she has been fired already, and she comes back. To apologize, am I right? She comes back to quote unquote apologize and ah, also Ah yeah, yeah yeah and also to check in with the mother lah, right? Yeah. So she comes and then she to get into the door because she's on bad terms with Bryce Dallas Howard. So to get through the door, she bakes a pie. It's a famous chocolate pie. Yeah. <laughs> and during this scene, she gives the pie to Bryce Dallas Howard and Bryce Dallas Howard cuts herself a piece and she just eats it. The way she she eats it, it's like, oh I really want it lah. Like, she makes it look so delicious. And while she's eating this, Octavia Spencer is talking to her, blah, blah. They get into an argument. And at the end of it, Octavia Spencer says, you know what? Eat my shit. Oh, are you going to bleep that? <laughs> We're not going to bleep this, man. <laughs> <laughs> the characters, the other two characters, they don't know yet. But I think if you're watching it, you understand. La. You understand. Yeah, yeah. Look- and, and, and then the, I think the one that laughed the most was actually the mother. <laughs> <in fact. laughs> The moment they all realized that she put shit in the pie. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that part of the film was very, it was more of a revenge thing, la, but we mm. do not condone revenge. <laughs> I mean, the first thing that went through my mind was, uh, how did she bake the pie? <laughs> did she like, how was that no smell? <laughs> <laughs> she put it in the oven. Confirm got some smell in the house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, this uh, is fiction, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat my shit, la. <laughs> Well, my favorite part of the film is yeah. actually a bit more serious la, mm. than yours. The, my favorite part of the scene is when all the mates went to um, uh, uh, went to Viola Davis' house. Viola Davis' uh, house. Where everyone's sort of prepared to do an interview or to, to express their thoughts after one of the mates actually got arrested. Yeah. So I think that scene where all the mates are prepared and all the mates are in uh, Viola Davis's house, I think that scene was very prominent and it's sort of mm-hmm. like a turning point for the character, which, yeah. which is Emma Stone. Her book is like, because the publisher was like, yeah, it was a great story, but we need more stories other yeah, than yeah, this. Yeah. And before this, none of the mates wanted to share their stories. They were scared. They were reasonably scared also. Yeah, I think that, that sort of relates towards uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. La. But let's yeah. talk about the message of the film. I think there are so many sort of takeaways we can take from this film. Yep. One of it is um, sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice, correct. I think so. Because uh, you could see everywhere. Like, there was, throughout the whole film, of course, there was the sacrifice of the mates themselves. In the, in the beginning of the movie, it was already pointed out that these mates, they weren't just regular people. They were mothers. They had families. They had children at home. But uh, they had to sacrifice caring for their family to go to their job, which was to care for other people's children. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was the sacrifice they made. The sacrifice by uh, Skeeter. 
Oh, Emma, Emma Stone, not Emma Watson, Emma Stone. <laughs> because there's one point when she goes for interview and she gives her, her references and she gives her qualifications and she's just listing out all of it and her editor's like, don't you have any fun? Which points to the fact that this is a very serious thing for, yeah. for Skeeter. She yeah. has spent the whole life wanting to become a writer and she sacrificed becoming a really famous writer to write about the stories of these mates. And not only that, it's like, she's also sacrificing her safety, you know, her friends, you know, yes. the people that sort of comfortable with and what she's about to do could actually ruin the relationship. And in yeah. fact, it did ruin some relationship. Uh, it also do help others. Yes. Like her mom, like her mom was mm. initially very uh, hesitant towards whatever she's doing. But then, eventually the mom like, hey, you know, actually what she's doing is right. And also in the background, you know, like... Martin Luther. Martin Luther. Is, is he a doctor? I think it is. Dr. Martin Luther King, yeah. Is he a doctor? Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Click, click. Okay, he's not a doctor. Oh, he is a doctor. He is a doctor. Not to be confused with Martin Luther from the Renaissance. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing, another message from the film is to also to talk about racism and the awareness of in the 1960s and how it was so prominent even though uh, slavery isn't yeah. there. Yeah. They but, did a good job because um, yeah. it's something like you and me would never experience, probably never experience in this lifetime and they showed uh, what it was like for them to go through it. People were getting shot. The black people had to run home because they had to get home before a certain time. The KKK. I mean, I don't think... I think it's the fear, you know, that, yeah. that drives around. Like in Malaysia, if somebody gets shot, it's the general fear of just somebody getting shot. Yeah. But and, and, this one is like, if a black person gets shot mm -hmm. and... Dude, everyone is ev not just everyone, but mainly in this film, it, it really felt like the black person is like, yeah, yo, I could get shot too just because yeah. I'm black. Yeah, exactly. Like, I definitely wouldn't feel that here in Malaysia. Like, of course, we have uh, discrimination here in Malaysia, but then you it's know, it's not as serious as it's not as serious. Like, you know, if you if you see a Bumi Putra toilet and a non Bumi Putra toilet, you know things are going crazy, and we won't allow it, lah. You know, it was becoming a norm in America where you sort of allow only only black toilet and yeah. white people only can use toilet. I think it's a ridiculous idea, yeah. but I On think this bus. movie perfectly portrayed what was yeah. really happening. La. And also the inequality of wages as well. Like black people earn lesser than white people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Like like the maids, they don't earn the minimum wage yeah. at all. They earn less than the minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, 95 cents an hour. Yeah, but I, I don't know how about inflation and all. How do I calculate that? But <laughs> we tried doing that, but we failed. I mean, come on, like, even in the 1960s, you had $186, what, $186 a month. That's really little. Uh, yeah. You know? Now with 1000 bucks a month, you can't survive. Correct. True, true, true. That was the message of the movie. Uh. So about the morality of the movie, Nikki? What was good about it? Bad? What was ugly? I think the good part is that they really portrayed an environment where it's sort of really... Like, even though it's a fictional uh, novel and a fictional film, uh, it really portrayed a true environment. Lah. Yes. A, a very relatable and, although it's not real, real, but yeah. it is a relatable environment where we ourselves can see ourselves being put in one of those boxes yeah. lah, in the film. Um, exactly. That's why, that's the beauty of film. You sort of mm. like put yourself into like characters, you know. Some people will say like, hey, I kind of feel like this character because this character sort of like relates to what I'm going through right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was good. That was very good. So the environment, the dynamicism of every character in the film was great. You know, we have people like Emma Stone's character where she's like, you know, she's brave enough to speak out. We have Viola Davis. There's a, 
you know, dynamic character like Octavia Spencer. <laughs> yeah. And then we have characters like Bryce Dallas Howard, which is very, very white, very, very against black yep. people. There's also like characters like Jessica Chastain, which is, you know, very, very kind. And the struggles of different people are in, in, the, in the film, which is great. I think it's a very dynamic film. It was uh, a good film. Uh. Yes, correct. Yeah, it it is served great. its purpose. Except it's, what? It served its purpose. It serves its purpose. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. How about yours, man? What are your thoughts about it? I think the bad, the bad of, of the movie, there wasn't really much bad. The main bad of the movie was just the story itself, like what people were going through to realize that, of course, we've heard from our friends in the US, the black community today is strong and they still remind us, what is that comedian's name? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Dave Chappelle always ends his, uh, his comedies with what they went through in the past to bring about the good things that black people experience today. We've heard about that, but then to actually see it happening, like, I couldn't stand the fact that you couldn't sit together in the bus. Yeah. You know? The mates had their own separate toilet. They were treated like animals. You know? Like, we take our dogs outside to walk, lah, you know? We take our dogs out to have them pee and have them poop. But we can't do that to humans. But then back then, the black mates, they had their own toilet outside. And yeah, that was bad, lah. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad about the movie. And I would say the ugly of the movie was this one point pointed out by Viola Davis, which kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. She said, um, although the movie was based off, was supposed to share the stories of the black women, the mates, right? And their struggles. It sort of went the other way. The movie, when they were showing the scenes, it showed a lot of the white women, uh, their families, their life, uh, their daughters. They didn't really show Abeline's family. It didn't really so show... So Viola Davis sort of like, hey, I think she really wanted a film that really showed the perspective of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the struggles. Like the whole movie should be about the struggle. Yeah, right? it didn't even show... Um, it only showed one scene where uh, Abeline was going home. Uh, Viola Davis, she was going home. And that was the one when someone got shot and then she was running, she fell down. That was the only scene, right? Other yeah, than that, yeah, yeah. Other than that, it it's all, it's all like scenes with with some white person there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all like when there's no white person, it's probably when times when were, were bad. Yep. There weren't any like times when like, you know, just a black person character just hanging yeah. out and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. So that was one thing she didn't like about the movie. Lah. But of course, then again, this movie is based off the book itself, you know? So it's not really uh, the writer's fault. It's just how it was. Uh. I, yeah. I, I feel what she was trying to say was if she could do things differently, this is what she would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a different perspective would do great. Yeah. yeah. I think films like this came out, uh, I mean, since it's 2020. Throughout nine years, there, I think there are films that revolve around the black community in America as well. You know, like movies like Black Panther. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> although that's the notable one, yeah. But there's also like movies like uh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Amazing film. 12 Years uh, a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah. Movies like this, which are great. Yeah, but I think overall this movie was good. It's really surprising. I think the only reason I watched it was because my mom, before we had Astro, before we had Wi-Fi, back in 2011, like, my mom would bring home DVDs from her office. So this ah. is one of the DVDs. To me, it was, oh, it must be a, a famous movie. But surprisingly, it's not. A lot of people don't know about this movie. Although the cast is amazing. It was Oscar nominated. Yeah. It's surprising that not many people knew it. But overall, it was re a really good movie. You know, this film was really different from the other films. Yes. It, this film was more of a, a lighter take towards what Lent is, yes. like how we can relate it to Lent. I think it does, uh, it does relate to Lent a lot. Apart from the fact that there's sacrifice, there's also the willingness of people to get uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, to get uncomfortable and uh, risk her life to write the story. The mates, 
to risk their own safety and speak out. They just put their entire trust in Skeeter. Lah. And then it's about change as well. Yeah. Like from becoming somebody that you hope to be in the end or somebody that you didn't thought of becoming but ended up becoming better. Yeah. So like people like Jessica Chastain became yeah. better, you know, mentally because of her, her baby, you know, wanting to conceive. Yeah. And there's also like people like Skeeter's mom, you know, who was initially quite racist mm-hmm. in a sense. But then, you know, uh, rejected it at the end. Yeah. So things like that was great. And that's it, lah. The movie, 10 over 10. I would recommend if you haven't watched it. I won't say 10 it. over 10, lah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, okay, Nicholas won't say 10 over 10, lah, because. I would say 8 over 10. 8 over 10, 8 8 over 10, 10. 10 lah, okay, lah. Yeah, okay, there, there was, I mean, there were parts where I thought it was like, oh, just <laughs> standard film, lah. But although I don't really watch these types of film, but I think it had already opened my eyes, lah. It sort of changed me in the sense that these type of films were actually quite good. And I'd say that's it lah. That's it for this uh, movie this review. Episode. Yeah. I learned a lot and I think all of this timing is really good lah. We have this movie to reflect on. We have uh, Lent and we have the whole MCO going on. It's a time for us to accept that things are the way it is. Not to beat ourselves down too much but you know, get creative, make the most out of the situation, exercise, play yeah. some basketball. Call up some friends that you've never called up yeah, for use, a long time. Uh, use your WhatsApp call, Zoom, uh, Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts. <laughs> uh, cook. If you want to get into recipes, uh, you can do that. And challenge yourself. Uh, challenge yourself. And that's it. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll be back soon. We have one more episode to air. And do we know the name of the title yet? Um, the name we of- definitely know what the title is. We but, know. Uh, we la. can't really say it. La, you know? yeah, yeah. We have to keep silent about it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit spoiler. It's got Spider-Man inside. La. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and also <laughs> Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll if, if you're keen, <laughs> you can search up Google if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spider-Man and Kylo Ren together. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, come hang out with us on Spotify. Where else can they listen to besides Spotify? Um, you can hear us from uh, any other... We're we not in Apple Podcasts yet, but it's fine. Not yet. Lo. Not yet. We, not we'll yet. stick to Spotify Podcasts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure once Tim Cook hears this, he'll be like number one on the list right now. Hopefully we are. La. Hopefully. La. <laughs> maybe, la, maybe. La. We're number one in our hearts. La, you know, in our- oh. <laughs> Definitely in Father GT's we, heart. Yeah, la, we'll be CDM's number one podcast. <laughs> Can I also say something? Uh? Yeah, sure. I haven't seen Father GT in a while and I kind of miss him. La. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe we'll see him on like a live stream one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Anything else, Nick? Um, just stay at home, uh, stay safe, and uh, practice social distancing. All right. Peace.